Welcome back to another episode of American Football the British Way. I'm your host, British, like the people. And let's give ourselves a round of applause. It is episode 10. We made it to 10 episodes, y'all. I'm so excited. Welcome. Thank you for still being here. There's still so much to learn about football. It's got moving parts. We're still deep in the thick of it. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I hope you've been learning things. Tell me, what have you learned through nine episodes? Because sometimes I watch football and I realize I need to refresh on my things that I've been watching for a long time. Things happen in games that I just sit back and go, oh, that's right. Uh, this is a possibility. <laughs> um, and and that is going to happen to all of us. So I'm just glad that you're still here listening. I'm glad you're still interested in learning about American football. I'm glad you still want to do it the British way. Okay. And um, let's talk about where we're at. Um, I'm doing well today. Feeling pretty good. I actually got to go witness some football in person for week 14. And that was awesome. I went to the Cincinnati Bengals playing against the Indianapolis Colts here in Cincinnati. And wow, I was living like a queen. I'm not going to lie to you. I was gifted some very, very nice tickets in a suite this week by wonderful people from my job. And I don't know if I can ever go back. Um, I'm now a lady that goes to games in a suite. And I don't know if I can be amongst the common folk ever again. Just kidding. I will be amongst the common folk pretty much every single time I ever watch football ever again. So um, yeah, it was awesome. The Bengals played a great game. We'll talk about it in a little bit, but Part of something that I'm interested in doing is visiting every single NFL stadium. It's something that I'll be introducing during the off season of the NFL so that I can keep talking to all of you through that time. And yeah, I'll I'll give you a full breakdown then of just the amenities and what it's like sitting in different seats in each stadium that I go to. Um, But I am planning on a full stadium tour. I don't know how long it'll take me. I highly doubt that I will get it done anytime soon, but that's the fun of it. There are stadiums across the country and I want to hit every single one of them. So yeah, I went to football live and in person this week. Luckily in the suite we had on red zone. So I was keeping up with every game that was happening at the time, listened to games on my drive home and put football on right back when I got into the house because Your girl is just interested in watching the games, okay? I want to see what's happening in every game so I can come back and tell you what was important and what you need to know. So here's what you need to know from week 14. Let's back it on up to Thursday, that game that we thought was going to be an absolute dud, the New England Patriots against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Patriots, they beat them down. They are a team that has been doing terribly all season. They are literally in the running for the second or third pick in the draft, and they beat the Steelers at home in Pittsburgh. Uh, This is the second time the Steelers lost to a team that has a terrible record because they also lost to the Cardinals. So something's going on there. Now their starting quarterback is out, but still the rest of their team pretty much is playing. (laughs) Um, So something's happening there. What's sad is the Steelers are still in the running to be in the playoffs, but they are, they're working their way right on out of it. Okay. 
It made the game actually entertaining though. If you remember, that game had the lowest over under that had ever been put out for a game and they beat it. They blew it out of the water, which is fantastic. Uh, Nobody expected it and it happened early. The Patriots, let me remind you, had recently been in a game where they lost six to zero. So for the fact that they even scored points, amazing. And then enough points to beat another team. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) crazy. Here's some of the other games that I care about and maybe you should care about. Uh, The Chicago Bears handled the Detroit Lions and beat them 28 to 13. And I just want to say the Bears are back. The Bears are back, baby, and I'm all the way back in. I have now convinced myself that we are going to go and win the rest of the games this season, and we can even make it to the playoffs if everything happens correctly in the way that we need it to. Don't ask me why I'm so Delulu. Don't ask me why I've entered into this realm of maybe the Bears can go to the playoffs. Uh, It's because as a fan, as a true fan, derivative of the word fanatic, okay, I am prepared to ride or die with my team at pretty much all costs. And now the team is playing like they have a will to live, and therefore I'm here to help. And I'm here to support. So it was beautiful to see the offense offensing and the defense defending. Okay. Um, And they won. They beat the team that is ahead in our division. Now it's a divisional game. So, you know, you're always going to play that opponent tough. We did lose to them already in the season, but we lost because we allowed ourselves to lose. Like they barely beat us. So the fact that we came together and held them to only 13 points in this whole game lets me know everything I need to know. We are moving our defense in the right direction. For whatever reason, the offense was connecting and I'm not here to fight it. I'm here to say, let's take it all the way. Let's take it all the way and lose in the wild card round. I'd be perfectly fine with that. (laughs) Okay. I would be perfectly fine with getting to the playoffs and getting curb stomped. That would actually be okay because guess what? We're still going to get the number one pick in the draft. Thank you, Carolina Panthers. Uh, So at this point, I I feel like we have nothing to lose. We have everything to gain. Let's, Let's keep fighting. Justin Fields is fighting for his job or fighting for a spot at the number one job somewhere else. And I'm here for it. Let's go. Like I mentioned, I was at the Bengals game and they also won. Shout out to backup quarterbacks right now handling their business because nobody fully expected after that first time that Jake Browning had to come in for Joe Burrow being hurt that we would be in a situation where we're now, oh man, maybe the Bengals can make it back into the playoff hunt. Uh, But they've just won two in a row. And that's super exciting. It's looking positive. And they they had a great game. Again, for whatever reason, we were actually able to run the ball. Amazing, beautiful, doesn't normally happen. Uh, shout out to having more than just Joe Mixon as a running back. You know, we had another option. It was fantastic. So I'm just glad to see it. And hopefully they can keep it going. You also had the Browns beating the Jags, which... The Bengals beat the Jaguars last week. Trevor Lawrence did get hurt at the towards the end of the game, but then he played this week. So to see them lose to shout out to another backup quarterback in Joe Flacco uh, running the show over at the Browns right now, who has officially been named their current starter. I mean, that man is 38 years old and starting in the NFL again. So if you don't feel like there's something that you can do, 
look at, look at yourself in the mirror and remind yourself that you have time and you have a chance to get up and do what you can do. Okay. I'm younger than him and my body hurts when I stand up and sit back down. <laughs> okay. So, um, anything's possible, but yeah, they won. They keep their dreams alive of going to the playoffs. Um, hopefully that can be, you know, stomped out because as a secondary Bengals fan, I do need them to, I do need the Browns to lose. That would be useful. Uh, we also had a very exciting game in the Ravens-Rams game. The Ravens did win in overtime, and they won by a punt return touchdown. Super exciting. Now, should the Ravens had to get all the way to overtime in order to win? Um, They are missing their star tight, tight end in Mark Andrews, so... You know, there's a little bit that's awry there, but ultimately, at the end of the day, they win as a win, and they're still in the positive column. So they're moving right along into the next week. The 49ers, I mean, arguably, they're the best team in the NFL, potentially. I don't know. (laughs) If you're a Cowboys fan, you might want to say the Cowboys are the best team. If you're an Eagles fan, you're going to say that everybody deserves to have a game or two where they don't do well and they're still the best team. Either way, the 49ers are doing whatever they feel like doing when they get on the field right now. The offense is electric. The defense is fantastic. And the Seahawks, I mean, gosh, they they really needed a win. And I'm going to talk about that again when we talk about the preview for week 15, but they really need a win. So uh, the fact that they lost was unfortunate. Ooh, and then let's let's talk about uh, what I mentioned to be one of the games of the week and turned out to be a game that we cannot stop talking about. And it's actually going to bring me to your educational piece of the week this week. And that is the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs lose again. Just it's tough. Uh, It's tough. They lost last week to the Packers. Probably should have lost that game. And now they lost this week to the Bills. But let's talk about the biggest part of this game anyone and everyone is talking about in the NFL world. It was that final push of the Kansas City Chiefs to try to win the game. Let me set the scene. Kansas City Chiefs have less than a minute left to play. They need to score, okay? They need they need hope. Uh, they need help. But they've got Patrick Mahomes. They've got Travis Kelsey. They should be able to do it. They have the best quarterback-tight end combo in the league, possibly ever. I'm not making that decision. I'm just saying, as of right now, this is a combination that generally, rarely fails. Patrick Mahomes drops back. He throws the ball to Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey runs a little bit, realizes that he's not going to be able to make it the whole way. Laterals the ball to Kadarius Toney. Kadarius Toney runs into the end zone for what they hope and believe to be a touchdown. But wait, moments after Patrick Mahomes had dropped back, a flag had been thrown. And if you were listening to the game, you heard your announcers mention the flag. It was not a late flag. It happened very shortly after the ball had been snapped. 
but because it was not the kind of penalty that calls the whole play dead, meaning this penalty doesn't stop play entirely, they are allowed to play out the play to see what will happen. Nobody pays attention to that part. But there was a flag. And what was the flag for? Kadarius Tony was lined up off sides. And therefore, that touchdown, that beautiful lateral that Travis Kelsey threw was meaningless. It was useless. It was no more. The touchdown was called back, and the Bills won the game. Fury, anger, terror erupts from the Chiefs' sideline. Patrick Mahomes is the angriest anyone's ever seen him. He can't even congratulate the Bills quarterback, Josh Allen, without claiming that that shouldn't have happened. He is unable to be calmed. Head coach of the Chiefs, Andy Reid, is furious and upset about the call. Let's watch the replay. What happens? Oh, Kadarius Tony was very obviously offsides. Lo and behold, Chiefs Kingdom is distraught. They want the rules changed immediately. They can't believe this kept them from the win. How dare the referees put their hands in the Bills' pockets like this and let them win this game? <sighs> Let's take a step back, though. (laughs) Let's take a step back and talk about some things. First of all, let's run back. What is offsides? Per the NFL rules from NFL.com, a player is offsides when any part of his body is in the neutral zone or, in the case of punting, beyond the free kick line before the ball is put into play. This results in a five-yard penalty. So basically what happened was when the teams line up before they call the play, there's a certain line that you're supposed to stay behind, right? We've talked about this in previous episodes when we talked about offsides, neutral zone infractions. Like there's a small space between both sets of players that isn't supposed to be filled with a person. Now the argument here is that Oftentimes, oftentimes, keywords, oftentimes the officials will alert a player if they're lined up too far ahead. Now, in this instance, the officials noted that Tony was lined up so far ahead that they couldn't even see the ball and they had to call the offsides. They had to. But... The Patrick Mahomes of the world, the Andy Reeds of the world were so upset that Tony wasn't told to back up before the play started that now none of the world will ever pay attention to the beautiful lateral that Travis Kelsey threw. They'll only remember that the Chiefs lost the game. And honestly, what we're going to remember is the pity party (laughs) that the Chiefs tried to throw over the fact that a call didn't happen to go their way. I mean, here's looking at you, previous Super Bowl win, because you had calls go your way and you won the Super Bowl and you didn't complain. But now that this call made you lose another game in a row, you are upset. 
Do I think that the rule is stupid? Actually, no, I don't. Because if you were allowed to line up anywhere you want, like this wouldn't be something that we're regularly talking about. There's an area that you're supposed to be, and I'm sorry, you're a professional. It is literally your job to know where to stand before the play gets off. The fact that when you look up online how he was lined up, any person who is not even a football person could notice that this person was way farther ahead than anybody else lined up with them. Now, do I think it's the official's job to let them know they need to back up before it happens? Not necessarily. Like, that's your job, bro. Like, you have basically two jobs, right? You know where to line up, and then you try to run your route to catch the ball. I don't know. I I think this is a bigger picture of how we always just want the rules to work in our favor, and the second they don't, it's chaos. Now, let me back up for a second here, because I realize we've never even talked about what a lateral is. So once the ball is past that line of scrimmage, the area that everybody lines up for the play, there's kind of different rules that happen with how you can get the ball to each other. Okay, so a lateral pass is the only way to get the ball from one player to another player once that ball has passed the line of scrimmage. So basically when you see the team line up, the quarterback drops back, right? They they get the ball from the center and you see them backpedal before they pass the ball. They also might hand off the ball to a running back, but generally if they are going to throw the ball, you see them running backwards. They might then run sideways or try to evade the defenders coming at them, but they are only allowed to throw the ball forward as long as they are still behind that line of scrimmage, that line that they started from. In this instance, Patrick Mahomes had thrown that ball forward to Travis Kelsey. So the only other way that Kelsey could give the ball to somebody else would be to pass it backwards. And that's exactly what he did. He pitched the ball behind his body to Kadarius Toney, who was then able to run into the end zone. And I I think the biggest thing here is like offsides is what technically an advantage, right? You are ahead of where you're supposed to start. So you're almost getting a step ahead of the defender before they even have an equal chance at you. I don't know. I I think that I just don't like crybabies. I mean, no one likes it when rules don't go in their favor, obviously. But the fact of the matter is, this isn't a play that happened when the Chiefs were ahead and they were just hoping to score more points. This is something that happened when they were hopeful that they were going to win the game. As far as I'm concerned, don't put yourself in a position where you're in the last minute trying to score points to win the game and then getting mad that you had penalties that were preventable called against you. I don't know. As far as I'm concerned, like you could have been winning the game earlier. <laughs> Does that make any sense? Um, you didn't need to get mad at the officials doing their job because it cost you the game because you cost you the game. You weren't ahead. You were playing from behind. <laughs> um 
you could have scored more points earlier. That's just the way the cookie crumbles, okay? Lastly, you had another huge game. That was your night game. It was the Dallas Cowboys at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. Football trivia, what is a break? What is something the Eagles can't catch? (laughs) The Eagles are... I hate to say that they're struggling because for a normal team, I don't and know it's that tough well, because you would probably still say the they're struggling no longer because of the way that they've division. lost recently. They had a terrible loss to the 49ers the now because and the then Cowboys they went into Dallas and just seven once again wins. basically got curb stomped. And they lost three and three away to the Eagles the Cowboys. Five home wins, one loss, five and two away. Uh, they're both at 10 and three, but if we get into the fact that they have both won against each other once. The Cowboys did have a larger margin of win in this game. And ultimately, it's time to be concerned about the Eagles' defense. It's time to talk about it. It's not just the defense, though. Devontae Smith dropped some balls. You know, Uh, there were some times that the Eagles absolutely should have scored that they didn't. But truly, they they just got walked all over defensively. Um, and, and if they're going to make it back to the Super Bowl again, they have to figure something out and they have to do it right now. They have, unfortunately, not benefited schedule-wise. They, they have had a tough schedule. They've not had the same amount of rest a lot of times as the teams they've been up against lately. But if you're going to be a Super Bowl-caliber team, you, you find a way to win. And they were doing that at the beginning of the season Maybe a little too much, honestly, if we look at it that way. Because unfortunately, they did lose again. But um, hopefully, week 15 things, they'll turn that around. Finally, Monday, we had a double header. And I don't even think you can call it a double header because they played at the same time. What's nice about certain things, like I was able to split screen the games and watch them both. And we, we did end up focusing a lot more on one game than the other. And that game was the Dolphins Titans, but also the Packers and Giants were playing. And in a surprising, beautiful, wonderful, amazing turn of events, um, we had double upsets. The Giants beat the Packers and the Titans beat the Dolphins. Titans went into Miami and beat the Dolphins. Just didn't play their best football. Now, their star player talks for MVP contention. Tyreek Hill did get hurt during the game. He sat out part of the game due to his ankle. He came back into the game. However, now he's day-to-day based on the ankle. Uh, We'll see if he'll be available this coming week. Having him out definitely hindered the Dolphins offensively. Defensively, you know, they were doing okay, but the Titans just, man, kept fighting. Uh, Shout out to my boy, Will Levis. Uh, He doesn't know he's my boy, Will Levis, but I am a University of Kentucky fan. That is my alma mater, and that is where he used to play. Now he's a rookie in the league, and he went into Miami and won for his team. Pretty exciting to see. And then, of course, (laughs) beautiful, amazing, wonderful loss by the Green Bay Packers to the New York Giants. Uh, Shout out to the New York Giants also playing like a third-string quarterback right now who was able to get the job done completely unexpectedly. 
uh, honestly. Now, that line, that line, when we talk about betting, remember, plus 200, minus 200. Uh, whenever there's a minus, it means you're favored. The Packers were favored by not that much in consideration for that game and how they've been sitting. Uh, But any Packers loss is a Bears win. So not only did the Bears win this week, but the Packers lost. Uh, And if you remember, I said I'm all the way back in on the Bears. So the Packers losing is good for the Bears potential back into playoff contention. Let's uh, take a second and talk about our Football Jeopardy of this week before we get into week 15 preview. This team on October 30th of 2016 won in overtime 30 to 24, but also set the record for the most penalties by a single team in one game. Who are the Oakland Raiders? That's right, uh, in October of 2016, so In the scheme of football and how long the NFL has been going on, this wasn't really that long ago. Uh, The Raiders, who at the time were the Oakland Raiders, now your Las Vegas Raiders, they had 23 penalties in one game. That ended up totaling for 200 yards. And if that doesn't tell you that the Bucs weren't doing great, because the fact that they still lost that game, even though they gained an extra 200 yards from the Raiders due to penalties is insane. But it felt apt to talk about penalties given the situation of last week, right? And you really have to be doing something to to get flagged 23 times. I can only imagine how annoying it was to watch that game because I, when you are watching a football game and it gets stopped every two minutes from a flag, you feel it. You feel it. It feels extreme. It feels like you're never going to get anywhere. Okay. Football games are only 60 minutes technically, but we end up spending three and a half hours between timeouts, penalties, halftime, all of that jazz, you know? So 23 times and they still won the game amazing let's look ahead to your week 15 preview i'm not going to dive into every single game some of these games are way more exciting than others some have bigger implications first of all we can say bye bye byes okay uh every team is playing this week we no longer have any buys left so there are a lot of games but the good news is they're being broken up We have a game on Thursday. Um, If you want to sleep through this one, you're probably okay. It's Chargers at Raiders. It's not looking to be a good game, folks. The Chargers are going to have to officially start their backup because their franchise quarterback has officially been put on injured reserve, meaning he's he's done for the season. He hurt his finger and he's out. Um, And then if you recall, the Raiders are also playing their rookie quarterback And while both teams still have stars, um, it's hard for your stars to shine when the person leading the team isn't necessarily their original leader. So we'll see. Maybe it'll be like last Thursday and I'll end up being a decent game. I don't know. I'll probably fall asleep. I'm going to try to stay awake for you guys, but no guarantees. The good news is we have Saturday games this week. So why do we have Saturday games? Well, 
Normally, the NFL cannot have games on Saturday due to college football. The college football season runs alongside the NFL season. It starts a little bit earlier, so it ends a little bit earlier. Normally, there are very large games on Saturdays, and the NFL is not going to compete for viewership against those games. It doesn't make sense. Uh, College football is what feeds the NFL. Why would they make their consumers fight against what to watch? So now that we are in what's called bowl season for college football, there's a lot less important games happening on the weekends until the very big games for the college football playoffs. Um, And that's not this weekend. So this Saturday, we have three NFL games. You've got Vikings at Bengals at one o'clock, Steelers at Colts at 430, and Broncos at Lions at 815. Broncos at Lions should actually be a good game because the Broncos are right there in the hunt for the playoffs. The Lions are technically leading their division, but they're coming off of a bad loss to the Bears. They absolutely need to rebound. So hopefully, you know, there'll be some good games. Plus, it's it's games on Saturday. And then you get to, you know what you get to do? You get to go to sleep, wake up, take a little bit of an extra rest. And oh, it's games again on Sunday. <laughs> and I'm not going to give you your whole Sunday sleep because it's not all fun. What I will tell you is the Bears are at the Cleveland Browns at one o'clock. That's the game I'm going to try to watch. Uh, the Cowboys, this is probably the best game of the day. The Cowboys are at the Buffalo Bills in your four o'clock hour. That's huge. The Cowboys need to A, prove that they can beat a team away handedly. And B, the Bills need to stay in the hopes of getting back into the playoffs. Beating the Chiefs really helped. Um, If they can somehow pull out a win against the Cowboys, it's going to say a lot of things about their playoff potential. And also it's potentially going to say some things about the Cowboys because there's something to be said about the fact that they just keep putting up a ton of points at home. Can you do it on the road in the real elements? It's December in Buffalo. What do you have? Then finally, your night game is the Ravens at the Jaguars, and that could potentially be a good game too. The Jaguars are trying to prove that they're still in it. Um, Coming off of two weeks of losses, that's really important for them to win. And the Ravens, you know, they're vying for that number one spot. So they definitely want to have a win. And finally, Monday, Monday's going to be tough, potentially. That's your Philadelphia Eagles at Seattle Seahawks. Um, Obviously, we've talked at nauseum about how much the Eagles have been just pounded and pounded the last few weeks. So they need to get right game. Their defense needs to prove something. Their offense needs to get off to a hot start and keep it moving. I don't think this is a game that you can let off the gas at all. You need to prove to yourself. You need to prove to your fans. Uh, You need to prove to the rest of the league that you're still that 10 and three team. Like you're still a true contender because if they don't make a stand here, it's going to be really difficult to continue to push through the rest of the regular season. And that's all I have for you. Uh, thank you so much for listening again. I'm so excited that we're through 10 episodes that probably doesn't seem huge, but for me coming up with the content to talk to you guys about the game of football that I love. I just really appreciate that you're listening and that you're taking the time to learn more. Have a great week. Enjoy some football. Bye.